Welcome to the Autobahn Country Club Podcast, where your host, club member John Graybeal, opens the doors to America's premier auto sports club. Now, here's John. Well, welcome, everybody, to the Autobahn Country Club Podcast, episode 39. And this is a special report. The Autobahn gets the green flag. So I'm recording this uh, introduction and this whole podcast, as a matter of fact, uh, at the Tampa airport while I'm looking out at, uh, well, there are a few planes out here flying, moving around, and construction everywhere. So Tampa's getting a lot of, Tampa airport's getting a lot of a makeover and some, and some new stuff. We are joined for the first time ever with four guests on the podcast simultaneously. And they are Tim O'Donnell, who is the president and CEO of the Audubon Country Club. Also, Craig Cunningham, who's the general manager. Mike Gritter, who is the race director. And Alan Bergnatoli, who is the general manager of the cart circuit at the Audubon Country Club. They all joined us from Illinois. Uh, Alan was at his, his house and... Uh, the other gentlemen were at the track, and this episode is all about how, all about opening up, and the procedures that we have to utilize to get open, and also we're, they're going to answer some questions as the season unfolds here in May and what to look forward to. So I I know that I've been in contact with the members and management and leadership at the club you know, all spring and trying to keep the podcast as involved with all the members as possible, giving you guys good content. And I've been waiting and waiting, waiting for this day where we could get the leadership together, answer questions and talk about what to expect this year, at least as we kick things off. Hopefully it won't be long again, and we'll be back to full-blown normal, normalcy and everything, which I also look forward to. So let's get started. Well, hello, everybody. This is John Graybill, host of the Audubon Podcast for a special edition, and joined here on the podcast are... Tim O'Donnell, President and CEO. Craig Cunningham, General Manager, Audubon. Mike Gritter, Track Operations Manager and Race Director. Alan Bertinoli, General Manager, Car Circuit Autobahn. Gentlemen, thank you for being here. Uh, I'm in a hotel in Tampa. I know Alan's at his house, and uh, we got uh, the three other gentlemen. They're all at the Autobahn Country Club. On Wednesday evening, we get to open tomorrow, the 7th of May. I'm so excited. I cannot tell you that. Tim, can you fill us in a little bit and give us a, a little introduction to how this all, how this all happened? Sure. I'd be happy to. Um, first off, I want to thank the club members for being patient and understanding as we've navigated through the COVID-19 issues. Uh, the virus has slowed us down a little bit, but the, uh, Momentum we saw building last year is going to pick up quickly as we continue to make improvements to our facility, enhance the uh, driving programs we've been working on, and build on the member experience. Uh, I also want to thank the member committee for their input uh, as we work through the issues over the last couple of months. Uh, the member committee is a really important tool for members 
bring ideas raise issues and so I'd say that in the club executives and the member committee and we look forward to working uh, with them continuously this year to make sure that our members are taken care of and uh, we show the appreciation that they deserve for their patience and understanding as we've had to work through these issues, unfortunately. So that's kind of where we uh, are at before uh, we were able to begin pushing the process and things started to heat up. We gained access to the appropriate the Illinois Department of Commerce and we're able to obtain approval of lines and limitations, which analogous to golf. I'll summarize a couple of communication with those guys in an email and attention in the paddock as well as posted on our website. But to give you a little flavor of what we're dealing with is some of the things are what you would expect. Uh, like strict social distancing uh, throughout the uh, club facility, uh, wearing face coverings, um, having spacing, adequate spacing between vehicles in the paddock and in the pit area. Uh, on track um, is going to be limited to no more than 10 cars per session. And we're going to have signage throughout the uh, facility to remind our members of uh, the safety measures that we have in place and it's going to be really important that our members um, really follow these guidelines and procedures. Um, when we talked to the state and got approval, they had mentioned the possibility of having inspections to come up to make sure we're in compliance. And so we really want to take these guidelines seriously. Uh, we've worked very hard uh, to put them in place to ensure uh, you know, the safety of not only our members, but our employees as well. So uh, we're ready to go. Um, you know, our next step is to continue our conversations with uh, uh, state personnel um, and try to open up our track rental uh, operations as well as our car circuit autobahn operations. But as of tomorrow at 11 o'clock, uh, our track is open for business to club members, and we are anxious and excited as ever uh, to open that gate uh, tomorrow at 11 and welcome uh, our most valued, our most valued treasure, which is our, our members of the club. And we, again, I can't express our appreciation enough for all that the members have done and their support. Yeah, I'm sure that it wasn't an easy process. And, and I'm just thinking out loud here that when the, the golf courses, golf courses were allowed to kick off, you know, as Mark Basso has always said, you know, we are like a golf course, you know, that just happens to drive cars. So I think that, yes, my circle of friends, we were all very excited at the possibility since the golfing was beginning that, you know, we could somehow equate that and, you know, get that, get the ball rolling. And it looks like you and your team actually did that. So, you know, from a member standpoint, I want to thank you. Thank you and all, all the leadership for being able to, uh, get this going so quickly. I mean, we're really six days into May, uh, and we're ready to go. I mean, that that's kind of an incredible task to to have completed that quickly. Yeah, and John, let me just say one thing. This was a huge team approach, and uh, sometimes it takes a bit of a 
uh, you know, a crisis-type situation where it pulls the team together um, and really co uh, creates a cohesive group, and that's exactly what we saw here. Without the team, we couldn't have accomplished uh, any near what, where we're at right now. So I, I can't thank the team enough and three other people on this call, uh, as well as others. I mean, Peggy uh, and, and uh, Tony Kester, um just Ron Daddish, Mark Basso. I mean, it's been a tremendous team approach, and uh, we're, we're thankful we've got such a strong yeah, I can imagine that when you're taking a look at all this stuff, when you're especially you know applying a risk management approach and safety and risk management approach, that you know all the way from the front door, which I hope that we can talk about here in a second, you know all the way from the front door to getting in the car and driving and getting off, so that we can kind of uh, uh, get caught up with the members on exactly uh, the procedures. I know that the procedures, kind of some new procedures, were sent out last week, and they talk around the track email. Um, so we're I'll wait to see the next email. Yeah, you know, coming soon here. Yeah, you're sitting down. I've got a few minutes to read it because there's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff that needed to be addressed, but and we work hard to address them. So, yeah, and I'm sure that, um, uh, with that and with all those things, that it, it becomes, uh, uh, very helpful for us as members to know before we get there, so we're not surprised, and we know what to expect. And you also, you know what it is to, to expect from us. I mean, we, we, as I often say, we the members need to take some responsibility in making sure that the club is fun, exciting, safe, enjoyable. And I bet you, prob I'm going to assume as we get to continue this call and we see we see all the procedures that that's going to be more important than ever right now. That's um, right. That's correct. So um, can we can we uh, start from like I show I show up at the track uh, uh, tomorrow Thursday or or Friday. I think Friday is going to be my day. I'm still going to be flying a little bit tomorrow. So uh, Friday I show up at the track. Is uh, one of you gentlemen? Would you like to take the the ball? What do, what do I do when I get there? Uh, John, the process of going in the building, the registration building, and change that to minimize contact and keep social distancing. So you'll go through a window that's designated for members, uh, members and guests, and uh, that window will be specific for you to register, check in, and hopefully you've executed your annual waiver prior to. Uh, to doing to arriving, or you can do sign the annual waiver at the time you're at the window. Uh, otherwise, notarize it, and then uh, we slide your band underneath, and you uh, you apply the band yourself, and you go off to the gate, and, and away you go. So, so we'll so we'll change that registration. So we'll approach that, so we can get the waiver, uh, download that on AudubonMembers.com. I'm assuming. That's correct, and uh, if you were to do that, and you want him. You can have that and just bring it right to registration and hand it in. You're ready to go. Or you can sign it in front of our registration staff. And one interesting thing, I have minors. So the minor waiver does need to be signed by mom and dad. So um, I picked up mine, and uh, I have mine ready to go. So I'll get uh, – I'll sign it. My wife signed it. Then we can just drop all – we can drop – uh, those off my wife when she comes her first day she'll need to bring her hopefully bring her signed waiver and then we'll get our wristbands right there at the window 
and then we can go go through the yep. gate. Um, is there anything as we go as we bring a trailer? Uh, we had mentioned let's start kind of start there. You'd mentioned the certain certain parking. I know last year you guys color coded the parking lot, which I thought was a fantastic. Whoever's idea that was, that was amazingly good. Um, so it's kind of like Disney, as Kyle always says. It really is Disney. We have color codes for different different places to go. So we bring a trailer or, or drive our car there. We're gonna have we're gonna know exactly where to go and kind of where to park. Yeah, well, it, it, you will know where to go. We're going to have a complete staff in the uh, paddock area to help you because we do have some distancing in the uh, automotive parking area and the trailer parking area. So we'll be, uh, the entire management team will be present uh, tomorrow and this weekend to help you park and navigate and understand how we've got the paddock laid out. And I think Mike could add some more detail to that. Well, I think the key is, is just having a space there. So, um the paddock A, you know, which is up towards the clubhouse on the north side, again, that will still be for cars. Trails will be at the same spot. But what we're really looking for is space between these. So we have tables laid out in a car parking area that will designate spots that need to be left open. And as long as everybody leaves the space between each other, uh, that should go pretty well. And the trailer spot, we're actually asking for a space between each trailer as well. And there's some cones in the paddock there that will help designate those areas. Okay, um, and no no special requirements if we if we go to our building or go to a rental garage. It's just normal normal operations there. That's right. We uh, we only ask that you, you keep the facial coverings on if you're getting close to other people. Um, that applies both indoors and outdoors. But uh, um, just just maintain your social distancing and and, and practice you know the, the safe guidelines and. Uh, We'll be in good shape. Okay. Is the club does the clubhouse open? Um, the members building is going to be designated for um, timing and scoring and the bathrooms. Um, so that's the primary usage of the members building, which is in the dining area. Um, and when lunchtime touring gets off the ground, which will be very soon, you'll have some registration areas in there. There's social distancing markers on the floor to keep everyone separated properly. Uh, we changed a little bit of the timing scoring, so it's easy to view. So it's um, that area is designated for members to come in, check timing scoring, uh, sign for lunchtime touring, and the bathrooms. Uh, the bar area and those other areas, there will be no food service, uh, no beverage service out of the, uh, the members' building. Okay. And the bathrooms in north timing and south timing will be available? South timing, yes. Uh, north timing is shut down for the time being, but uh, in South, we will have bathrooms available there. And yeah, obviously, we're following all the CDC and all the codes there. We have uh, hand dispensers everywhere. We even have uh, hand, hand sanitizer stations in the paddock area, John, so you can, uh, while you're in the paddock, wash your hands, which is a key thing here. You know, wear the mask, wash your hands frequently, social distance. Okay. And when we get in our cars to go drive, um, no requirement for a mask? No, because at that point, you should have your helmet on. Uh, I think most of our drivers here have a full, full face helmet anyways, so that's probably more protection than you can get from a mask. So uh, we're in good shape there. So when you get in to drive, one of the big limitations we have is uh, we have to limit the number of cars on the track. So we can only have 10 cars on the track at any given time. So that's obviously going to pose some challenges. So 
Uh, again, we're just going to ask for patience from everybody. We'll try and accommodate uh, everybody that comes. And so we have to be a little bit flexible with the schedule. So obviously we don't know who's going to come and what kind of cars are going to be here at a skill level. So for Thursday, we're going to start with a schedule that separates A and B group and O and O1 and O2. So it'll be shorter sessions and more sessions, but that should give us the opportunity uh, to get everyone out on track at some point. Now, if we have one group that's really big, you know, we may have to be a little bit flexible to get everybody out. And if we have a smaller group, then maybe we can uh, adjust there. So once you pull on the pit lane, you know, we want you to be fully set and ready to go. One of the keys is going to be to shut your engine off as you're waiting. So a race control comes and takes your name and checks your wristband. They can keep their distance, uh, but still hear what you're saying. So that's going to be an important part of that. And then to get on track, you know, track rules will all be the same, uh, with the exception of a limited, limited number of cars. Uh, so you can go out and you can do your sessions. And when you come back in the paddock, um, you know, park in the same spot, keep your distance, follow all the rules again. Okay. And so the key, key for me right there is we pull up, shut the car off, so we don't have to get it, you know, uh, uh, we, can, we can keep our distance from the track operations there when they take our name to get on. Show the wristband. Uh, back to where are we going to get the schedule? Will we still be able to pick the schedule up? Paper schedule, will that be available at registration? Yeah, so you can pick up a schedule at registration as always. And on the back of that schedule, we'll actually have uh, some brief guidelines, just a reminder of everybody uh, what they need to do in the paddock, et cetera. Uh, but, of course, uh, on the screens that we've had in the past, the run schedule will be shown there as well. Okay. And uh, – uh, passengers in cars. Well, as long as it's a family member, uh, passenger will be accepted. One one thing we're doing is we're asking for no guests at this time. Um, that complicates things quite a bit when we start adding guest drivers. So right now we're going to stick with just direct family members in the car that we take out. Um, another thing that you'll see missing off the schedule is touring laps. Uh, try to touch it a little bit so. We're going to forego guest drivers at the moment, and we're going to forego touring laps uh, for the time being. And we'll start working those things in. We want to make sure we have all our processes in place and make sure the members have a chance to kind of understand the new era we're in here and get used to the, the new norm, so to speak. And then we'll start implementing those things as we get comfortable and move along. Okay. Uh, no in-car instruction then? That's right. So... Um, I have a youth driver who has required to ride with one of the instructors until he turns 16, or is there going to be – he's from 16 pretty quickly, my son, a uh, couple weeks here. Um, up until up until then, he's not going to be able to get on track then. Well, we'll probably take these things on a case-by-case basis. Uh, so the instructors are familiar with our minors that we have. And so it'll be a matter of talking to the instructor and see what they're comfortable with. And, you know, they're not going to be doing any ride-alongs with anybody, uh, minors or otherwise, or guests. Um, so I would suggest talking to the instructor directly. Um, and it's they're spot on track. They'll probably have to be a little bit patient until we can move into the next phase. Um, but I'm sure the instructors will have a plan for that and work it. Okay, great. Um, is there any anything about getting in, in into the race shops? Are the race shops all open, or do we do we call them ahead of time? What how are we talking to those to those businesses? Yeah. 
Yeah, John's had conversations with them, and they've been uh, they're ready. Um, they're prepared. Uh, their approach to uh, how they're going to accommodate their customers might be a little bit different. Uh, Eurosport's going to, you know, basically close its phone call first at your site, kind of your curbside service. And uh, Strigali will also be doing something very, very similar. But they do have a couple of small, you know, gathering areas where and social distance. Probably might have a couple areas where members could actually walk into the building. Um, but it's that process is a uh, decision, and they do have the yeah, executive orders. Okay. Um, as we get, can I bring Alan in here real quick? Um, Alan, cart rentals, not yet, right? No. Uh, well, we will be doing cart rentals for members. Oh, okay, uh, great. But we, but, but, but we will not be opening uh, the, uh, the South Gate for, uh, until we're ready to do that. We're just, we're just not ready to do that yet. So for right now, the cart track, similar to the cart track, will be members only. Uh, but we have the ability to provide rental carts for people that want them. Um, and uh, we're encouraging members that want to use their own cards, if, if at all possible, to use their own helmets. Okay. Um, and, and the date on that, that's a little different date, right? So that's going to start um, next Wednesday. Was that the first day for the cart track? That is correct. Wednesday the 13th will be our first day. Okay. And... As we go into Thursday, is there late night Thursdays for the whole track and the car track? Is what's the what's the Thursday situation looking like? We're going to stick with late night Thursdays. So once we get uh, once we get past this weekend, we'll resume normal hours. Um, and Thursday, this coming Thursday tomorrow, uh, we're going to go from eleven to six. And so that's a shortened schedule, but it gives us time to get our employees in because obviously we have their safety in mind as well. They have to learn our, our policies and our processes, uh, so they have some things to go through in the morning. That's why we're starting a little bit later tomorrow. And then we'll, then we'll get into normal operating hours. Uh, the schedules, the daily run schedules may change some, but uh, we'll keep with late night Thursdays through the rest of May. And, um, you know, we're looking at some other opportunities as well, too, since we have the limitations of the number of cars on track. Uh, you know, we want to take care of our, our members as best we can, make sure everyone's getting their track time. So we're, we're going through the process of what it would take to have both tracks open on the weekends and offer some more opportunities for track time for the members. So we're working through that process right now. That could also affect how we do the racing. Obviously, a limited 10 really uh, kind of hampers our style in the racing that we do around here with 30 plus the odds. We can't do that right at the moment. Uh, so I'm working with uh, the racer committee. And we're starting to develop some communications there of how we want to handle the races in May. And it may be a possibility that uh, we have one track open for member lapping and maybe have the other track open for some member racing. And the member racing could be in the form of heat races uh, where people, they set a qualifying and that would determine what heat race they're in. And then we take the top people from each heat race and run a final and come up with a, you know, an overall winner that way. So we're looking at all different possibilities of uh, make it as an enjoyable experience for the members and that they can they can get their track time and we can get the racing in and, uh, you know, get back to having some fun and some loud race cars. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that brings up a couple questions. So, as of right now, no racing in May. Is that correct? What I, is that am I, I'm assuming that. Uh, that's not necessarily correct. So, the first scheduled races right now are on the 16th and the 17th. So, we've got, you know, a week and a half 
uh, for guys to get some time in. And we're working on the schedule right now, and I would say within the next day or two, we'll probably have an answer of what we want to do with that. So I, I wouldn't rule it out yet, but if we do do racing, it's going to have to be in that different format. So we've got to explore those options and dive into the logistics of how that would go, how much time it would take to make sure it's fair for everybody. Uh, but we're not ruling out racing yet. We're going to look at it. Um, the festival, uh, Spring Fest, is that postponed? Or, or That was supposed to be at the end of the month, correct? Yeah, John, we're going to have to push that off and, uh, and see how the, uh, the state opens up and how we can plug that back into our schedule so we can come out and enjoy the track fully. Um, so that's been pushed off a little bit. Okay. And, and back to Alan, what, uh, cart, cart racing? Uh, well, first, first question, cart question is, will that schedule, will there be a, a karting schedule like last year where these are the run groups um, Absolutely. right away? We'll start implement that right away? Yes, yeah, oh. yeah. It, it'll be very, very similar, if not exactly the same as last year, okay. where, where there'll be ten minute, ten minute run groups, um, and I will be uh, publicizing that and including it. It'll be up at registration, similar to how it was. Well, or it'll be on the it'll be on the calendar as well as other uh, hard copies that can be found not only at registration but up at um, the member building as well too. Is the car track limited to ten carts? Yes, yes, yes. It is. Okay. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Craig. Sorry. <laughs> well, Alan, I should have let you answer that, but uh, yes, it is, John. And uh, and but we can, you know, I, I really like this motocross. I call it motocross type of approach, and that's what I watch a lot is uh, these heat series. Um, and you take the top ten, and you finally get to your your final ten for a, a shootout race, man. And uh, they can be more short, you know, shorter races, more of a sprint, and you qualify, and then you get into the final the final race and. Alan's done a great job with our leagues, and uh, I'm sure he'll come up with some ideas there. So as of right now, is there any kart racing on the schedule, or is that something we'll have plenty of time to to work in? Anything in May? Uh, uh, right now, I'd like, I, I'm going to go along with exactly what Mike said. I'm not going to rule it out, um, but at, at this point in time, I, I don't, I, I can't commit to any, any racing in May. Uh, but I... I I have a feeling we're going to be able to get it. In. I just, I just want to, I want to give this a little bit of time to see what kind of response we get and how many people are actually interested, you know, to come out and or or not come out. So I think, I think the interest is going to be very high, not only on the car side but on the cart side for people to want to come out and, and use the track to practice. Any special procedures uh, getting in to get our cart maintenance, uh, get our carts worked on by your fantastic mechanics there. Um, it, there actually is. So, um, so there are different processes and procedures depending on whether or not the cart is stored with us and whether it's not stored with us. But what we would prefer to do is, um, obviously give us as much advance warning as possible. Um, I would prefer that most of the requests come through myself or Brett. So we can, and we have, a, Brett we have is a the, uh, Brett's the assistant, uh, manager over there. Correct. Yeah. Um, and we have a, a, a new service writing procedure, so that way we uh, have a better way of documenting doc- documenting everything this year. Um, that was put in place even before the crisis, so we're we're going to be doing uh, service tickets similar to how you would see a, if you went and had your automobile service or your motorcycle service. So um, what we're asking you to do is just you know call in advance. Um, we have special handling procedures for handling your cart. 
um, and then special procedures for people that uh, and, and where they can be social distanced um, and, and observe the social distancing rules specifically in the shop area. Um, it'll be laid out. We'll have we'll have markers on the floor as well as we'll have some blue fencing there to uh, keep people in certain areas. Okay. Okay. Um, well, food and drinks. Is that is the cafe open? Yeah, John. The cafe is open. Um, if we can have a walk up service, you can walk up and order off the menu that is at the cafe. Um, or we got a, a phone-in, call-in service, which we're really encouraging. And um, that phone will be posted in some of the communications that go out later today. But uh, a lot of people use it last year as well. But you can phone in your order, and then you got a special pickup lane or uh, uh, the window. It doesn't need a window for a phone-in order, so it's much quicker. So um, there's social distancing markers from the front windows all the way to the street. And um, it's just really organized, and Peggy is ready to go. And can we eat out there, or do we have to take do we have to go back back to your car or something to eat? Or yeah, you know that's been really challenging with the state. Um, we had to remove all the tables in that uh, cafe area and the tables outside of the, the members building. So uh, what we've done with the with the Red Bull tables have to be a paddock. Those work well to to stop and have your sandwiches near your car. You can eat there. You can eat in your car. You can go back to your garage. Uh, you have options, but uh, it's a state within regulations. We can't have uh, uh, food gathering areas where, uh, where where people eat at this time. And at the end of the day, can I still get my wristband cut for a beer? Will they have beer at the cafe? Or you know, um, you know, Peggy's in charge of food. I'm in charge of beverage. So I'm <laughs> I'm one of the guys that loves that loves the camp there on 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 the race weekends and stuff. Is will camping be uh, allowed? Yeah, we decided that camping would be allowed except for the Grado family, but uh, it, it, it should be. It should be. <laughs> no, it, absolutely, John, and. and um, that's the beautiful thing about Audubon. It's quiet at night out here. You can relax and take it all in and unwind after a good day of driving hard, man. That's right. The evenings and the mornings when the sun comes up and it's so quiet and you hear that first race car, you know. Uh, um, particularly when Tony starts a race car right about five feet from my wife's sleeping head. That's perfect for me. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> gentlemen have i missed anything that uh you guys would like to cover yeah one thing i would i'll throw in mike might have something too and, and al but let me just a reminder that we really are asking our members to uh to follow the, or, the regulations and the executive orders because it's very important we all love the facility we love the ability to be here so we have to Social distancing, wash our hands frequently, uh, wear the facial coverings. It's really very, very important to execute that. Uh, we've got an unbelievable cleaning system going on here to, to keep things safe as possible. And then the other thing I would mention is we, we talked about no guest drivers. Um, and then we'd also like to keep uh, initially uh, member guests, non-driving guests, who are minimum at the beginning here to keep things with settling with our operations, settling with uh, – the procedures we have in place here. So let's keep uh, just normal guests at a minimum of two to, uh, to launch our reopening 
Okay. All right. Uh, John, John, if I could add something. So, you know, I mentioned that uh, we've got the unique opportunity to have two tracks running, and that could really uh, be a special time to do some, some racing that we haven't done before. But I kind of glossed over part of your question of adding in full track days. Our original thought, of course, was to add some more full tracks for the members, but with our limitation of 10 cars on track at a time, it really doesn't make sense to do full track because now you're getting, you know, now you're using all that asphalt for no more people, uh, no more time. So while we would consider, you know, some give backs and full tracks when the opportunity is right, uh, during this period here when we're limited to cars on track, it doesn't really make much sense. So I know people would be excited for a full track, but it actually is going to be more of a benefit if we have two tracks going at the same time. And that really gives us, you know, the unique opportunity to do the racing stuff on one track and laughing on another track before we open back up to our rental clients. Yeah, that 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 that, that does make sense. That makes sense. Um, chase racing is that still still up in the air for the chase race? Well, we'll have to tackle that one as we go. Uh, you know, those are typically on the full track, and our first. Scheduled chase race was during that springtime speed fest we talked about. Right. Uh, so I'll take a close look at that one. If there's a better opportunity to make, make that up on the full track, I think that would be uh, better suited for everybody involved. Because the full track, the chase races work much better on the full track. So yeah, we'll still address that one for sure. Okay. Um, is that everybody? Tim, did Tim get in there? Did he have anything to finish up? No, I, I, I just, uh, again, I can't uh, say thank you enough uh, to our members and their support. Uh, we stopped getting through this thing, but I had mentioned earlier we got a lot of momentum coming into 2020, and once we you know start, start the uh, season going, we're going to get back to that momentum quickly, and uh, you're going to see a lot of good things happening at Audubon Country Club this year. Fantastic. Alan, can I... Uh, uh Go to you one one more time here. Do you have anything else that I've missed or did, didn't ask or anything you'd like to uh, put into the conversation here? Um, nothing other than we're very excited to be open. Um, I I was ready at the beginning of April and, and um, I just I'm definitely over prepared and we are very very excited to get people back on the track. And uh, and we appreciate you um, inviting us to be part of the podcast as well. Well, uh, sure, absolutely. Uh, Mike, tonight, Mike Ritter, tonight, e-racing, sim racing, i-racing series. Well, tonight is uh, the final race of the series that we started, and so it's Radicals at Laguna Seca. So uh, the races have been getting better and better. It's been going along. We expect tonight to be very good. We know a lot of guys have been practicing for it. So it should be a good race tonight, and then stay tuned for one final surprise race that we might have for you. We might have a special one up our sleeve here. So stay tuned for more information on that. And we expect possibly can continue something like that as this goes on, or are we going to wait till the fall? Or that's still kind of—I mean, your guys' plate's pretty full right now, but we sure have loved. Yeah. We sure have loved the, sure. that racing series. My uh, my son. Uh, had a bad foot last week, so I took his spot in, in our simulator and did better than he does. But who wants to talk about that? Um, but uh, well done. The the YouTube broadcast last week uh, was the first full commentary where you and 
your straight man, uh, Kyle Nato, was on. Oh, wait a minute, I got that wrong. I think Kyle. I think I think Mike Ritter's the straight man on that. It was it was awesome. My wife and I, after I got done, uh, I came downstairs and uh, she had a cocktail waiting for me, and I said, "You got to watch. Let's watch the race that I was just in." And you know, if you walk that I race, if you walked by casually, walked by my TV, you'd think it was a real doggone race. I mean, it, the, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool, and you guys did an amazing job. It was it was enjoyable to listen to you to you guys commentate. It was you're, you're a great team. You know, <laughs> you know what, John? This is great. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it too. And they did a real nice job of broadcasting. And one of the highlights for me was the helicopter segment. Fuck <laughs> that! But it was it was hilarious. <laughs> it, there were several. I wasn't talking during that because I was before that. <laughs> There were there were several fantastic m- moments of that. So, um, yeah. Well, thanks for the kind words. Of we actually had a lot of fun doing it, um, and it's a lot of credit to Kyle. He, he's put a lot of work into this eye racing stuff. To get to to get that to broadcast and stream, it's not an easy task, and he's been working very hard on that. Uh, so it's been a lot of fun, and all of this is a big precursor to what we want to do in the off season. So we're really excited in the next couple of weeks to get back to some real racing. Uh, that's what it's all about. But uh, we'll be geared up for the off season. We'll have some we'll have some good things ready. So it'll be a lot of fun. Okay, guys. Uh, like to wrap up here. Thanks, uh, uh, Mike, Craig, Tim, Alan. Uh, fantastic for you guys to take some time out of your uh, Wednesday afternoon to meet with us. And all the listeners, I, I uh, appreciate you guys listening. This is going to be a pretty important one to get caught up with all the procedures and everything and. I'm going to say thank you to you guys when I see you face-to-face here in the next couple days this weekend. I'm going to say thanks again. I won't give you a hug yet, but I'll say thanks again. Well, behind our mask that we're wearing, I can assure you there's a big smile. We're really happy to have everyone here, that's for sure. <laughs> thank you, John. Thank you, John. Really appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, John. All right, thank you. Take care. Take care. You've been listening to Autobahn Country Club Podcast, where your host, Club member John Graybill opens the doors to America's premier auto sports club. Join us next time for Autobahn Country Club Podcast.